Hi, you're listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, where we bring you the rich life histories of the incredible men and women enshrined in the Blues Hall of Fame. Innovators, pioneers, entrepreneurs, geniuses. These are the individuals who not only shaped blues music, but paved the path for all forms of American music that followed. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is brought to you by the Blues Foundation. For more information about the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org. We continue the series with Charlie Patton, father of the Delta Blues. Patton was the very first bluesman to record and popularize the blues. Born in 1891 in Bolton, Mississippi, in the southern part of the state, Charlie and his family relocated to Dockery Farms around 1900, looking for opportunity and a better way of life. The towns in the northern delta were less established and in need of labor. As a result, black workers were treated better on the northern plantations than those in the southern, more established part of the state. At Dockery, his family worked hard and achieved some success. His father was named foreman of the plantation. But farm work was never much in the plan for Charlie Patton. He was born to entertain. While he lived on or around Dockery his entire life, he never bought into the farming lifestyle, but he did play the blues far and wide. He became the first in-demand blues artist. He was a regional superstar, a celebrity. His recorded works became hit records found on phonographs throughout the Delta. Charlie recorded 57 songs between 1929 and 1934, which left a legacy that has impacted musicians from Led Zeppelin to Bob Dylan to the White Stripes. His most famous songs were Pony Blues, Spoonful Blues, and High Water Everywhere. Patton's life was short. He died in 1934 at the age of 43. He was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame in 1980. This is his story. Dockery Plantation spread out like a village. It had everything. Church, school, commissary, post office, train station, cemetery, and a moonshiner. Boss Dockery even printed his own money. 2,000 folks lived in the village. Dirt streets stretched past rows of shanties and dead-ended at the quarters. At noontime Saturday, that's where the crap game started. Drinking that moonshine commenced alongside it. The women gambled bad as the men. When darkness came, everyone drifted over to the big boarding house that an old lady ran. In one room, they played Georgia Skin. In another, looked like they fried every catfish out of the Sunflower River. In the big hall was the breakdown. People wrapped up around each other, dancing the shimmy and the slow drag. Charlie Patton played guitar. Charlie tossed the guitar in the air. He played it between his legs. He rode it like a mule. Once he got through clowning, he played until the Peavine train left Dockery's at four in the morning. Charlie walked through the dark. His brogan shoes scraped the dusty gravel. Crickets and cicadas sang thick as cotton. He got in a little before sunrise. On her way to the field, Charlie's mother asked, You going to work today? Charlie said, I don't made my money. He said, none of these Dockery dollars either, honey. He wants you to work for it and give it back. Charlie had a point. You couldn't really buy a train ticket to New Orleans with the money Boss Dockery printed. But Annie Patton never stopped hoping her boy would settle down on the farm. Once upon a time, she worried to Charlie's daddy, Bill. 
I can't do nothing with him, Annie said. I reckon he was called to pick that guitar. Bill said, well, that's all he's going to be, because it just worries him to death. Bill had got Charlie his first guitar after he caught Charlie going out the window Saturday night to hear Henry Sloan at the breakdown. Said, I'm going to let him learn at home, because he's going to be slipping off, and I don't want that. Said, if that's his game he want to play, let him learn just like anybody else. It ain't going to hurt him. But Annie was still scared he's going to get killed somewhere. What you want when I root him? He won't provide Sunday morning, already July hot, Charlie went out under the pecan tree with his guitar. His sister's little children came around. Your mama's gone, Charlie said. Get out there and shake your hips, y'all. And the children waddled and Charlie played the alphabet song. They swung until their mama came out into the yard. Y'all ain't gonna be rascals like Charlie, she said, on his way to hell. That kind of chilled the festivity. But those kids learned their letters. Some of the men started going off to the German war. Mr. Dockery said Uncle Sam would have to leave his best hands alone. He even kept his moonshiner hit. Didn't cover for the runty guitar picker, though. Just before day, Charlie rode the peavine out. He carried his guitar in his hand. His pockets held a fingernail file, comb, and two half pints of Dockery lightning. He brought what money he'd done made. It could go and some more had come. Didn't worry. He would need tobacco before long. The train twisted through Ranova and Marigold to Mount Bayou. It jolted past green rows in the dust. Charlie never once looked up from his fingernails. The peavine blinked up with the yellow dog. Charlie rode the dog onto Lula. Strolling across the platform, he saw a younger fella playing guitar. Charlie stood there with his case in his hand. The young man stopped strumming and said hello. He spoke with a little hiss and a mild stutter. Said he's Tommy Johnson. You have been to Germany? Charlie asked him. No, sir, Tommy sputtered. Charlie laughed. Out of ease, boy. They'll never make a soldier out of you with that guitar. In the shade of the little station, Charlie commenced the lesson for Tommy. Charlie told Tommy about playing the joints. Keep your head down, boy. I'm telling you, them old women get to shaking them bottoms. Their old mans will kill you in a moment. Tommy laughed. You think I'm lying? Charlie asked Tommy to play his best number. I Tommy played as pretty as Charlie played hard. He sang with a soft, yodeling sound. He finished up and looked at Charlie expectantly. There's too much running together, Charlie said. The guitar's all right, but they got to have words that swing like a wave. It's kind of like putting shingles on a house. Tommy looked down and shook his head. He said, I made more money picking cotton than picking guitar." I don't know nothing about cotton, Charlie replied, and don't want to. He passed Tommy a flat bottle of clear liquid. Tommy took a drink. Charlie took a drink. They sank into warm numbness. It take booze, it booze, 
they decided to sit in a cafe, get some fish or some ham, some cornbread and some speckled beans, hot sauce, pepper vinegar, and a cold drink of water from a deep well cured anything. Don't give me nothing but fat meat, Charlie said to the waitress. He turned to Tommy and whispered, let the whiskey eat on that. Charlie told Tommy about Red, the fellow who ran a joint edge of town. He don't bother decent people, Charlie said. Tramps who don't have respect for themselves or anyone else. They fool around getting Red's way, Red just shoot them. Tommy's eyes opened wide. That's all, Charlie said, and I confidently think he's right for doing it. Now he's as nice as he can be, other than don't fool with him or get out of line around him because he sure will kill you. <laughs> Talking about Red reminded Charlie of Germany again. You can either die trying to live free here, he said, or you can die trying to free someone else over there. Tommy looked startled. Charlie dropped coins on the table and they stood. The cafe screen door slammed behind them. Charlie bought a cigar from the dry goods and marched up the dirt road. He chomped on the cigar and opened the second bottle of lightning. Tommy got a swig. Music is something you gotta burn the midnight oil on, Charlie said. Don't care what kind of teacher you got. Tommy had heard about enough, but he couldn't figure a way to give Charlie the slip out on the big road. They came to a small brick building. The front door was painted the color of blood. Here we are, Charlie said. It dawned on Tommy, this was the place Charlie told them about. Reds. Tommy gulped down the rest of the lightning. Charlie laughed. Damn if you ain't a soldier, boy. Tommy sputtered. Y yes, sir. It's like I told my mama, Charlie said. We all gonna die somewhere. They stepped inside, and the red door slammed behind them. Thanks for listening to the Blues Hall of Fame podcast, brought to you by the Blues Foundation. The Blues Hall of Fame podcast is produced by Bill Street Caravan for the Blues Foundation, written by Preston Lauterbach and voiced by Guy Davis. For more information on the Blues Foundation, go to blues.org.